right, all right, all right. Now that my bad. Um, I just wanted to talk to Knicks. It is Saturday afternoon, and I'm currently at work typing. But I wanted to talk to Knicks because I wanted to see who can I attribute this six-game winning streak to. Um, I'm very pleased with what I'm seeing from the Knicks right now currently. Um, hold on, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get all my information in front of me so we can get this show on the road. But I'm very pleased with what the Knicks are doing right now. They're playing a great band, brand of basketball. Um, I never thought that the Knicks would be on a six-game winning streak so early into the season. But here we are. Um, be more like state. Kudos to the young kids, man. That's the biggest reason why I started this podcast. My bad. I'm still trying to log in. Oh my god, why is this so hard? These computers, these laptops, these computers at work is is horrific. Shit. But anyways, uh, I got some stats for y'all, just based off of what I'm seeing right now. So shout outs to Brutus. Um, in the last seven days, the Knicks have three of the top 30 players in the NBA. Uh, RJ 11th. Um, I mean, Julius Randle 11th, RJ 18th, JB at 19th. So this is beautiful what we're seeing right now. Also during the win streak, um, Julius Randle, uh, he had 18, 9, and 4, 34, 17, and 5, 33, 7, and 2, 27, 8, and 3, 31, 13, and seven, 19, 12, and four. Uh, Randall is playing a great brand of basketball. Uh, can't really can't really hate on him that much. The most I got for him right now is I'm still willing to trade him, but a team will have to call me. I'm not calling nobody. That's, that, that's how that's going to work. Um, I'm not going to give him up for cookies. I'm not going to give him up just because of a pass. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? A past narrative I've had about him. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to be fair, and I'm going to say, yeah. If you, I'm not going to make any calls to no teams. He's playing too well. But if a team calls me, I'm going to pick up the phone. That's the most I got about that random situation. As of right now, he's playing too well. Um, as per usual, he got his usual 2010 and 5. I think is I don't know if he's averaging around 2010 and 5 this season. Julius Randle. Hold on. I'm trying to get all these stats in front of me. Usually I have everything in front of me early. But right now I don't have nothing in front of me. Now I got a lot of stuff in front of me. Um players averaging 25 points, 10 rebounds, less than three turnovers in the last six games. Julius Randle, that is it. Nobody else is averaging those numbers, right? 27 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, 4.2 assists, 2.2 turnovers. That's good numbers. Good numbers. Appreciate what he's doing. Uh, I know his defensive effort sometimes is fucking poor, but you got to take the good with the bad, right? Because Julius Randle, yes, he's a bulldog. He's bulling in the China shop. But at the same time, the man be doing some nonsensical things on the court sometimes. It's very frustrating. Very frustrating. But – if he's giving you effort, 
I feel like you can't really complain. It's not much to complain about. Uh, he had multiple steals, three steals, four assists, last um last game, 12 rebounds, 19 points. And that's just the that's just the the, the little stuff. Like all I want from the dude is to play hard. I don't care less about the whole theatrics from last season. I could care less about the whole thumbs down thing. I've gotten over that type of stuff. As long as you play hard, defend hard, and play like a Nick, I have no problems with the faults that you come with. You know, not every Nick player is going to be perfect. That's that's just not how this works. Now, as far as um more on Julius Randle, let's not even um, go off the Julius Randle topic yet. Um, more on Julius Randle. I, I believe he tied Pablo Prigioni, 45th on the Knicks all-time steals list. <laughs> um, this is the first time I've ever seen Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. Just me personally, um, play well consistently at the same time. This is the first time I've ever seen it. Um, I hope it's sustainable. I hope they continue to do this. And keep playing solid, man. Those two playing well together means the Knicks will continue to win. And another stat that I I love, this is one of those stats that I love because I like to throw out the stat that Julius Randle has been a net negative his whole Nick career. Um, he's a plus 21 in the last game. Solid two-way effort. The six, the, the two for eight from three, I don't like that shit, but he has to space the floor. So at this moment, I'm not really too concerned about the three-point percent, three percentage. I'm more concerned about if he will take the three. Because you have to space the floor regardless. You don't want to you don't want to clog the lane. You don't want to clog the paint. It's bad enough I got to see Tibbs run out this, this stupid-ass um, Jericho Sims, Isaiah Hardenstein lineup. Like, it's bad enough I got to see that. But, you know, shout-outs to Randall, man. He's playing well. I'm still trading his ass. Absolutely still trading him. But he still has a chance to redeem himself, you know. Everybody got a story arc. Uh, right now he's in the redemption part of his story arc, and we're going to continue to see how this how this rolls, man. Randall, twenty two points per game, eight point seven rebounds, three point four assists, a fifty nine percent true shooting percentage. So, you know, you got to appreciate people. You got to appreciate certain people when they're putting up certain stats for your team. For example, um, I seen a tweet, and I just gave you Randall numbers, right? The twenty two eight and three, well, the twenty two nine and three. Right. Let's go to some other players. Zach Levine, 22, five and four. OK. With a lower true shooting percentage than Julius Randle. Let's go to Anthony Edwards, 22, 23 points per game, six rebounds, four assists. Right. Let's go to Deontay Murray, 20, 21 points, five rebounds, six assists. All of these dudes are supposedly better than Julius Randle. Um, but, hey, man, he's putting up stellar numbers. Like I said last night on somebody else's Twitter spaces, I don't remember who Twitter space I was on, but I specifically said Julius Randle. I believe he deserves an all-star spot. Um, if the Knicks continue to play like how they're playing right now, if they continue to play like this, he continues to give effort. He definitely deserves to be in the all-star game. No hate, no shade. If you try to keep all your emotions out of it, get the ill will out of your heart, he deserves to be an all-star, man. You got to call it a spade for spade, man. Call it for what it is. Don't try to gimmick it. Don't try to, you know, 
stick on your narratives because, oh, man, I hate this guy and this, that, third. It's cool to say a player is playing well that you don't like, per se. It's cool. It's understandable. Like, we're, like you know, got to relax, you know. Some more random stuff because I got a lot of I got a lot of numbers here, so I'm gonna just be throwing random numbers out here for y'all. But um, during the sweep of the Bulls, shout outs to the Nick Ish, Brunson and Grimes backcourt has combined for 44 points, 8.5 assists, and 3.5 steals and nine triples during the Knicks sweep of the Bulls. So that's great for my for my backcourt, man. Shout out, salute to Jalen Brunson. We won't get to him in a few. Salute to Quinn Grimes, man. That's great for the backcourt. It's great that those guys is they're finding chemistry, and that's what you want to see. You want to see guys who you want to see the guys on the court who's playing and who's playing consistent minutes find chemistry. So the court, the Jalen Brunson Browns backcourt, even though it's not the best backcourt to me, my opinion, they're kicking ass right now. So there's not too much for me to complain about, honestly. Uh, so let's keep the ball, keep the show going. Um, Emmanuel quickly. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he has the best defensive rating in the NBA. Shout out, salute to Emmanuel quickly, man. Um, Grayson Allen, you see Josh Green, Darius Baisley, Isaac Okoro, Nicholas Batum, Drew Holiday, Dylan Brooks, Javon Carter. You know, Emmanuel, salute to Emmanuel quickly, man. I didn't like his playmaking. His playmaking has always been an annoyance for me personally. But if you're going to defend like how the way quickly he's been defending, by all means, continue to do what you do, young blood. I appreciate Emmanuel quickly since his rookie year. That was the one thing that always stood out to me when it comes to Emmanuel quickly is defense, and that's very nice to see from Emmanuel quickly, man. Um, I got who, who's this right? R.J. Barrett, um, six game win streak, averaging twenty one points, seven rebounds, basically three assists, forty five percent from the field. 34% from three, 80% from the free throw line. Finally, he's starting to wake up. Appreciate you, R.J. Barrett. I'm going to just come to grips with R.J. Barrett is just a slow starter. It's a slow starter. He's going to start our slow every fucking season. Uh, it, it, it's it's like hot cakes with this kid, man, just starting off slow every season. Um, I hope he could get better um, as far as in, in the future. In future seasons, I hope he could start off faster because I'm so sick and tired of him starting off the season slow. It's very annoying, very frustrating. He got to stop that shit, man. Another stat I got in front of me, uh, shout-outs to Nick's stats. The other night, too, Julius Randle, when Julius Randle had 31 and 7 and Jalen Brunson had 30 and 7, are the first Nick duo to have 30 points and 7 assists in the game since Stephon Marbury and Keith Van Horn on January 31st, 2004. That was so many eons ago. So many eons ago. And shout-outs to the current Knicks right now. During this win streak, uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, defensive rating is like a 79. Deuce McBride, 84. Quickly, 86. Grimes, 93. Barrett, 95. Randall, 95. So everybody's been defending well. Everybody's been... Showing everybody's been showing toughness on the defensive side of the ball. Even Randall's been giving effort. You know that's all you want. You just want effort. That's all you can. All you can ask for. That's all you can 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 bring. That's all you can want as a Nick fan from Julius Randall. Besides his faults, I want effort. That's the main thing with me and him. Um, 
keep going, uh, keep going down the list. RJ Barrett is also top ten and field goals made in the restricted area this season. Of course, Giannis is first. Um, some notable names on this list. I see Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, Franz Wagner, um, Anthony Edwards. So salute to that. Um, let me show some love to my guy since it's funny because my guy Papa Left just joined me. Shout outs to you, Papa Left. But you know, Deuce McBride. Deuce McBride is a guy that you've been rooting hard for since last season. Um, a stat right now that I got in front of me is the Knicks are 24 and 8 over the past two seasons when Deuce McBride plays 10 plus minutes in the game. Um, Deuce McBride, the Knicks are 14 and 3 in games where Deuce McBride plays 15 plus minutes per game. Um, Deuce McBride, when he's on the court, the Knicks' defensive rating, I believe, is an 80 compared to when he's off the court, which is a 114. Uh, Deuce McBride, defensively, the on-board on perimeter defense, um, he's graded out. And this is the perimeter defensive scale. He's graded out A-. minus. Loose ball um, um, re- reception rate, uh, that's an A-. minus. Pickpocket rating, that's an A-. minus. Passing lane defense, three-point contest, steals, deflection, Everything here is an A. Everything. Um, Quentin Grimes, I know he started off the season. I mean, Quentin Grimes. Deuce McBride, I know he started off the season. And Deuce McBride was one for 15 from three, uh, which is tough. Because I like the fact that Deuce McBride is getting minutes. I know his offense is not there yet. But, you know, since Deuce McBride been in the rotation, one of the main things I'm also seeing is how the Knicks is holding consistent teams under 100 points. I'm attributing that to strictly to Deuce McBride, Quentin Grimes, Manu Quickly. Those three right there, and especially, especially Mitchell Robinson. Uh, gotta show love. Gotta show love to Mitchell Robinson, man. As far as the, the as far as the defense is concerned, Mitchell Robinson. If he does not get an all defensive. Nod this season, I'm gonna be highly upset. Highly upset. And also, for good measure, notable Knicks that's ranked in the on and off defensive raptor this season among 359 players with 150 plus minutes. Deuce McBride is first, Emmanuel Quickly is second. Um, this is how you fix defensive problems. You take the old vets off the fucking court and you put defensive players, defensive minded players who don't mind giving up the ball, who don't mind playing off ball, that allows a guy like RJ to play freely. That allow a guy like Randy to play freely. That allows a guy like Jalen Brunson to play freely, man. I attribute this win streak strictly straight to the Kings. Straight to the kids. And I want to give Randall some love. Fuck him right now. Want to give Jalen Brunson some love. Fuck him right now. Dumb damn kids is the reason why the Knicks are on this win streak. Easily. When Brunson passed it to Quentin Grimes for the three and the Knicks went up 125-118, I was so proud of um, Quentin Grimes, man. So proud of Quentin Grimes, man. You're affecting winning, bro. That's the main thing. If if somebody's narrative going to be, oh, he's going to score five, six points. Okay, is he affecting winning? Then your narrative is ass. He's affecting winning. I can't even – I can't complain. 
I can't say nothing. I just like winning. If you affect winning, I have no issues with you whatsoever. And um, I hope the Knicks really continue to focus on the development of Deuce McBride, of Quinn Grimes, of Emmanuel Quickly. I am not interested in trading any one of those guys because it's pointless. Now, Emmanuel Quickly, I can understand why a team, uh, why the Knicks would trade him, but it's stupid. It's stupid. If you're trying to build, build on what you got right now. You have to build on the success of the young players during this win streak because you build confidence within them, and it also builds chemistry, right? Stars went guarded by Quentin Grimes this season. Luka Doncic, he was 3 for 10, 8 points, 3 turnovers. Devin Booker, he was 3 for 9, 1 for 6 on 2-point field goals. Um, Shea Gildas Alexander, 9 points, 2 for 9 from the field. Trey Young, 3 for 9, 0 from 2 from 3. Oh, man, shout-outs to Quentin Grimes. He's locking people up. He's locking people up. And shout-outs to Cam Reddish, too. He's being a great soldier on the bench. I can't wait to see him back out there for another team because I know Cam Reddish can have the same success that Quentin Grimes is basically having right now. Um, And it sucks that fucking Draymond Green got my boy Cam Reddish hurt. Uh, Really sucks. Um. Salute to Cam Reddish, though, just being a good teammate. I seen him last night. Uh, he got up multiple times. He's cheering on his teammates. That's stuff stuff that you like to see. Uh, you never want to see somebody act like a sore loser, act like a sore child and, and shit like that. So that tells me he's very mature for his age. And that's nice, man. That's really nice to see that from him. Um, Quentin Grimes, man, I'm not going to give him the nod, the all-defensive narrative yet. I can't just yet. I can't just yet because of Mitchell Robinson, man. Mitch Robinson played more games and just Mitch Mitchell Robinson's defense is just so amazing. Let's go, let's go down the list. Before I even get to Mitchell Robinson and all of that, RJ Babbitt is the youngest Nick ever to put up 25, 5 and 5, 3 and 2 in one single game. 22 years old, 100, 180 days old. Patrick Ewan did it. He was 24 years old, 184 days old. So Shout-outs to Patrick Ewing, um, the best Nick of all time. Um, but R.J. Barrett is here, and I appreciate R.J. Barrett breaking records. And as a young boy, man, you got to appreciate your draft picks, man. That's the main thing. Always got to appreciate your draft picks. And during this winning streak, the Knicks is first in defensive rating. We're, we're first in opponent field goal percentage. We're first in defensive rebounds. We're first in net rating. And this is all with the kids on the court. All with the kids on the court. We have to respect that shit, man. We have to. If the kids are helping with wins, help short-term and long-term. Short-term, you go to the playoffs. Now you have more confidence in your young players because they got the time on the floor during the regular season. So when it comes to a playoff situation, they will be ready, right? Long-term, let's say if you want to trade that say set player. Let's say if you want to build with that said player. Now you have a gouge. Now you understand what you're trying to do with these said players. Now you got a grip on, oh, okay, I'm going to keep this kid. Oh, okay, I'm going to trade that kid. I have went through so many instances, man, the Kevin Knox, the Frank Nelkina, all this shit. I just don't want to go through that shit again. So that's why I have PTSD when it comes to certain things like that. Um, in the last five games, mind you, fellas, ladies, I'm just going through random stats as, as long as I'm scrolling down. The last five games, 
Quentin Grimes is shooting 51% from three. Salute to Quentin Grimes, man. Keep that shot up. Quentin Grimes, is, is, is you graduated. You're not Quentin Nilakina no more. This is why I'm calling you by your last name now. You graduated. You're giving me a good, substantial, you're giving me good evidence right now. But you got to keep it up. You got to keep affecting winning. You have to affect winning. People say, oh, um, State, you know, Quentin Grimes, he's going to be this. He's going to be that. He's going to be this. Let's be even killed, right? Danny Green, Michael Finley, best case scenario, Michael Ray. Um, I have no I have no issues with either of the three players. Danny Green is a championship player. Michael Finley, he was a dog. He played with Dirk Nowitzki. And Michael Red. Michael Red was one of my favorite players growing up. Shit. And he was a gunner. Love Michael Red, man. Michael Red is fucking amazing, man. So salute to Walt Perrin, man, making those late draft picks. I know I used to I know I was said shit like in the past, um, when I was trolling that the Knicks we're keeping bench players out of deals uh, and, and making bench players untouchable and this, that, and the third. Well, you know, that's a shitty narrative if you're trying to win a championship, right? Because it takes one through 15, man. You need one through 15 in order to win. Jack, I see you, bro. I got you. I got you in a few. Let me just finish this this whole rain shit. Uh, it, you you want to win a championship. You have to build chemistry. The way you build chemistry is by keeping certain people together. That's the only way. Um, let me get to the next subject, man. Mitchell Robinson, man. During the, over the Knicks six-game winning streak, Mitchell Robinson, 7.5 points per game, um, 10 rebounds per game, one steal, 1.5 blocks. Mitchell Robinson has been playing so well and – the New York Knicks have the best offensive rating in the NBA during that span. I attribute that strictly and solely straight to Mitchell Robinson. People was disrespecting my boy. Oh, Mitch don't deserve this, and Mitch don't deserve that, and Mitchell Robinson ain't worth $60 million, and Mitchell Robinson... It's pathetic! Pathetic! Show my man some love! I don't care if he scores less than 10 points per game. It's cool. I'm a little disappointed, yes. I'm a little disappointed because you want to be one of those. You want to look at the box scores and, and, and look at the sexy stats, the points per game stats, you know, the sexy stats. But I'm looking for Mitchell Robinson. I'm concerned with the rebounds per game, the steals per game, and the blocks per game. And he is doing stellar in all three. And don't get me wrong. He's low in the defensive rebounding department, but talk basketball. Julius Randle's an elite defensive rebounder. So obviously, Mitchell Robinson is not going to have high defensive rebounds. Duh. But he also leads the league in offensive rebounds. He, we lead the league in offensive rebounding rate. And once again, the New York Knicks have the best defensive rating, 97.7, and the NBA in that span. And his 33 offensive rebounds are five more than anybody else. Shout-outs to Mitchell Robinson, man. Stop disrespecting that man. Stop it. We used to be the worst defensive rebounding team in the NBA, but now we are fifth. So lose the Rob. Stuff that you like to see. I like to see players impact winning. That's what you need to see. Shout-outs to R.J. Barry. He's hit 
a three and twelve straight games. So so salute to RJ Barrett. But I love players that affect winning. If Mitchell Robinson is not on the all defensive teams next summer, that is a travesty. That is blasphemous, and I need somebody fired. From 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 whoever does the the the, the fucking voting, y'all gotta vote this man, and y'all gotta show this man the respect that Mitchell Robinson deserves. Yeah, he don't shoot threes. Okay. Okay. I don't like pork bacon. Okay. Go get you some turkey bacon then. It's okay if he don't shoot threes, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up about him shooting threes. Just like I told fucking Papa Left yesterday and Jay from Florida yesterday, I demand that you do show my boy some flowers every fucking time. Papa Left going at, he going to retweet it. And he's going to say, oh, well, he put up Tyrone Hill stats. Yo, are we talking basketball, dude? Are you? Are we affect winning? Are we? What is Mitchell Robinson's role to be a defensive monster? If you're bringing up his offensive stats, we can't have a good combo. We can't. We're not talking basketball at that point. We're just talking out our asses now. We can't. Ari, glad you pulled up. Because your man Papa left and your man Jay, I failed to see them give Mitchell Robinson his flowers yet. And it is disgusting to me. So you make sure that on that next pod you host, you make sure they say sorry to Mitchell Robinson. Or if I'm on another Twitter spaces later on and I see those two, I'm immediately coming up and they have to apologize to my boy. Because that is very disrespectful what they've been doing to Mitchell Robinson. Oh, Mitchell Robinson, 6.4. Are we watching the same games? Are we? Everything is about stats for everybody? Nerds got the game fucked up. Mitchell Robinson absolutely needs to be an all-defensive member. Absolutely. Every single game, the Knicks are out-rebounding teams by 10-plus, right? And also, low-key, this is the thing that sticks out to me the most. Remember when Mitchell Robinson said Thibodeau will want him to shoot as long as he's hitting his free throws? Mitch Robinson during the win streak, shooting 75% from the free throw line. Baby steps. Baby steps. That, 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 baby steps. That's what I want to see. Baby steps, right? Um, Mitch Robinson, man, each game. It was another game, too, right, against the Hornets. When Mitch Robinson, um, we had 16 offensive rebounds, right? And Steve Clifford was talking about Mitch Robinson's activity on the boards, man. See, every single coach we have played within the past two weeks, one person they rave about is Mitchell Robinson. I would have been hot if the Knicks would have fucking let Mitchell Robinson walk. Are you kidding me? For $60 million, you getting that type of production? There's more to, it's more to NBA. It's more to the NBA, and it's more to winning than just offense. It's more to winning than just being flashy and, and and understanding how to play the game or, or even understanding how to watch the game of basketball. It's more to it, man. It's more, it's more behind the numbers, man. You gotta who who's talking on the defense? Who's talking on the back end back end on the defense? That's Mitch Robinson. Who's calling out switches? Who's calling out the pick and rolls? Who's doing this? Mitchell Robinson is directly tied to the winning streak. Also, salute to Quentin Grimes. Right, 
But let's not act like Cam Reddish played with Mitchell Robinson, right? He played with Isaiah Hardenstein. So when Mitchell Robinson came back to the starting lineup, he came back to the starting lineup with Quentin Grimes. He didn't come back to the starting lineup with Cam Reddish. So let's not do a disservice to Cam Reddish to try to prop up Quentin Grimes, knowing damn well the all-defensive team member is the big man, a.k.a. Mitchell Robinson. So let's stop, let's stop shitting on Mitchell Robinson when it comes to his impact on winning or, or say stupid shit like, oh, Mitchell Robinson don't shoot threes yet. I used to say that stupid shit too. I hold myself accountable. I stopped saying it because I'm looking at Mitchell Robinson from the lens of other teams. I'm not looking at him as the lens of a Knicks fan or watching the Knicks team. Mitchell Robinson is our defensive monster. So I have to look at him as a defensive player. Yeah, six points, nine rebounds. The six points, fuck all that. Nine rebounds, more than four offensive rebounds. He got two assists, happy about it. The two steals and the one block. And multiple times he, he diverts players away from the rim. Players don't even want to shoot at the rim when Mitchell Robinson's in the game. That's a big dog to me. And we've had, once again, we've held multiple teams, multiple teams under 100 consecutive games. You, it, it took Tim's three years to figure out the kids will play hard for him? Come on, you fucking 64-year-old dumbass. That's the shit that get me mad with Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> Little shit like that. Little shit like that. Come on, Tibbs. Shout out to RJ Barrett, man. Like, let, let me get to RJ Barrett, man. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. You dudes that was having fun running laps in November, that was calling my boy trash, who wanted to trade RJ for Zach Levine. Mind you, I don't do coke. I don't do heroin. I don't do acid. I don't do battery acid. Yo, shout out to my man Dip. Yo, Dip, word two. This is all my aunt grave. We was in my boy Cal Crib on 118th and 5th, dip. On guard. The man was cutting the coke up on the table and he bagged it up. And a dude went behind him and sat at the table and he started rolling up weed. And we looking at him and we all looked at each other like, wait, hold on. I know he ain't rolling up weed on the same table. That's what a lot of you Nick fans smoke. When it comes to RJ Barrett, stop with the hating bullshit. Stop it. RJ Barrett is averaging 21 points per game on 56% true shooting over his last 12 games while shooting 44% from, from the field and 40% from three. Stop hating on RJ Barrett. Yes, he is not flashy. His last four games, 25, 25 points per game, seven rebounds, four assists, 40%, 6% from the field, 48% from three. Yes, RJ Barrett is not flashy. I understand that. He's not Zion. He's not John Moran. He's not nobody. He is RJ fucking Barrett. And I am perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. RJ Barrett, his last five games, he's averaging 1.2 steals, shooting 38% from three, 55% true shooting percentage. I'm just giving you various stats. The one stat that I love about RJ Barrett, too, that people don't like to acknowledge a lot is his rebounding. He's an elite rebounder at the small forward position. I believe that the last two years, he's been top five in rebounding 
four four small forwards for the past two years. Um, very very beautiful to see. Uh, shout outs to Legion, man. Um, RJ Barrett this season is shooting forty three percent and pick and roll possessions. Um, 46% on dribble handoffs, five point seven percent of his possessions, and fifty three percent off screens. All solid numbers. Salute to you, Legion. Uh, moral of the story is RJ Barrett works best off screens. If he can hit a catch and catch and shoot, if he can hit his catch and shoot, which is thirty percent on field goal percentage, oh my god, that is disgusting. And his transitions, which is 47%, that is disgusting. He could legit be a number two, number one, or number three option. Those are good numbers. To, yo, yo, shout out to Legion, bro. I appreciate those numbers. Those are good numbers to look at. That's a good sample size. Right? RJ Barrett, he's seeing the court better. He still loves the drive in the one and the four people. He loves to drive in the four people. I don't know what it is about R.J. Barrett when it comes to just driving in the four people where he'd be like, fuck it, I'm stronger than everybody. But he got to stop that shit, man. You got to stop that shit, man. And another thing, too, that I don't like about R.J. that he needs to change, stop. Don't go to the basket looking for a call. Go to the basket strong and fuck the referees. Just go to the basket strong. When you go to the basket looking for a call, it fucks up your shot and it fucks up your mental on that shot. So I don't want R.J. Barrett to think too hard when it comes to going to the basket and trying to make a layup or trying to get the contact, trying to go to the free throw line. He has to learn how to mix it up. So once again, I want R.J. Barrett to continue working on his catch and shoot from the field goal range, field goal spot, right? Um, and I want RJ Barrett to also continue or keep working off the dribble handoffs and keep working off the pick and roll possessions. If you're shooting 43% in pick and roll possessions, which is about 19% of his possessions, right? And if you're shooting 46% on dribble handoffs, 5.7% of his possessions, I would like to see it more. So this means Tibbs needs to incorporate more pick-and-roll possessions, incorporate more dribble handles, more pistol actions, more flesh actions for R.J. Barrett so he can get more – so we can get more out of him. But I like what we're doing right now. I really like what we're doing right now. I love – I think the biggest overall thing that I liked about – I like about R.J. Barrett right now is for the first time in four years, this is the first time where I'm seeing R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle both play well together, bro. That is little little shit like that is what aggravates me with people like Ralph and makes me not respect Ralph takes sometimes because I can appreciate Julius Randle. I can get on here and talk positive about Julius Randle and not throw shade and nothing like that because I didn't grow up talking basketball like that. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Randle playing well. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to get up here and say stupid shit like, well, well Randle is mid. You know, Randall, he's sick. You know, his defense is not. No, that's hate. That clouds judgment. It clouds it. I forgot what mobster movie I was watching. Dude, I think it was Coleone. You told dude, never hate your enemies. It clouds your judgment. He was fucking right. Because when you hate a motherfucker so much, you start to do stupid shit to get back at him instead of thinking with a logical reason. So I understand that. People got to start showing 
certain people on the next love, man. So appreciate RJ Barrett. Appreciate Julius Randle. You finally playing playing well together. Appreciate Quentin Grimes. Um, our guy talked about Mitchell Robinson. Uh, talked about um Julius Randle. Um, shout out to Emmanuel quickly, man. I know that he's been in trade rumors and, and, and all this trade nonsense, which is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It is stupid to me to trade quickly. Um, I, I don't care if he's in a slump right now. His last five games, he's averaging nine points per game, three assists per game, two, um, three rebounds, shooting 28, oh my goodness, 29% from the field. And 24% from three. Uh, he got to get it together. He got to get it together, man. Got to get it together. But the one thing about quickly that never wavers, that man plays hellish defense. His defense, you, we cannot deny that Emmanuel quickly defends his ass off. And he's one of the best perimeter defenders possibly in the league. I could I, – I, and I don't want to sound like – matter of fact, let me not even say the league, man, because that's when the shit – when the Knicks fans is drinking the Nick Kool-Aid. And he's the best perimeter defender on the Knicks. Let me say that. Let me, let, let me say that, right? Um, his defense uh, is allowing us to win games. Um, I'll give you an example. Against the Nuggets, right? Nuggets players shot 3 for 14, 21% when they was guarded – by Emmanuel quickly when Emmanuel quickly was guarding him that game, guarding them that game, absolutely shutting players down. Um, we got to start showing Emmanuel quickly way more love and start showing him more respect. I don't like the ball hogging bullshit. Once again, um, the ball hogging bullshit was never my vibe. I never like players like that. Uh, I hope we never get players like that. Uh, I know. Brunson, probably Randall, R.J. Barrett got their little ball hogging tendencies, and it's cool. But you know, you take the good with the bad. You're gonna complain about everything. Not every player is gonna be fucking Michael Jordan. Not every player is gonna be perfect. Um, shout out to Tag too. Before I um finish up with Emmanuel, um talking about Emmanuel Quickly's defense. Quinn Grimes is top 15 in the NBA in defensive field goal percentage. Um. Emmanuel Quickly is top five in the NBA in defensive field goal percentage, but it's a huge difference between them. Um, Quentin Grimes right now, 354 minutes. Players are shooting 41.5% versus Quentin Grimes. Excellent fucking number, by the way. Quentin Nilekina. This is everything I wanted Frank Nilekina to be, man. Everything. From the t- from the shooting, the swag, the, 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 the way he plays on defense. Everything I wanted Frank Nilekina to be is exactly what fucking Quentin Grimes is. Exactly what he is. He's been, he's the best defender on what it seems, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um, since the rotation change, he's number, he's first in defensive rating, and he's second in defensive field goal percentage. Salute to Quentin Grimes, man. Salute to Quentin Grimes, man. I, I have no beast with Quentin Grimes, man. Um, Emmanuel quickly. I need him to come back to earth. Uh, he has to play his game. I think it comes with, hmm. I think it's attributed to Obi Toppin's injury. Uh, since Obi Toppin has been out, I think it's hurt Quickly's game because Quickly 
needs a guy like Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin sets quickly up. I feel like Obi Toppin's energy on the court also allowed quickly to play freely. Um, I really like those two guys playing together. Um, get well soon, Obi Toppin. I just quickly is just in a slump right now. Um, nobody should be angry about Emmanuel quickly having a bad shooting night. Even I was happy with quickly game yesterday, man. I wasn't mad about him shooting bad. Quickly has had multiple games this season where I literally ignored his slow shooting night. I said, yo, listen, man, he gave me effort on defense. He shut so-and-so up. I have no beast with Emmanuel quickly right now. Um, as of this morning, as of, as of this morning, the Knicks ranked 13th in offense, the Knicks ranked 8th in defense, and they're 16th in pace. This is a profile of a playoff team. That is a profile, not that is not a profile of a play-in team. Shout out to Rob once again. And he is 1000 percent correct. I am thinking playoffs. I am not thinking playing. I am thinking playoffs. And I really want to make the playoffs with this team that we got right here. I want to make the playoffs with the kids playing. The reason why I want to make the playoffs with the kids playing is because we get a good evaluation of the kids. Um, we never got a good evaluation of our kids th these first three years. These first Before Tibbs got here, it was Fisdale and it was Mike Miller and all those fucking bums. We never got a fair evaluation of the kids under those guys, right? Then comes in Tom Thibodeau. His first season, he played all the stupid-ass vets. He got the almighty fourth seed. We still didn't know. We still didn't get a good evaluation of the kids. His second year, he started out. He started Alec fucking Burks basically all season. Tried it out Kemba Walker. He started Evan Fournier until he drugged us to death with the Evan Fournier fucking breaking John Stark's record. One of the most blasphemous records I've ever seen broken in my life. And he continued to do the same stupid shit by not playing the kids. So we still didn't have a good evaluation of the kids. And this right here, what's happening right now, we can get a great evaluation of these kids because he's playing them. He is also taking Brunson and Randall off the court. He's playing R.J. Barrett in the James Harden role at the beginning of third quarters, which is beautiful. Right? Salute to Tom Thibodeau for that. But He's changing up the deep. When you changing up the defense, you changing up your players and the rotations and stuff, and you just add in some athleticism, you add in some good defensive IQ, man. This is what you get, man. This is this is probably the most comfortable I've been as a Knicks fan in in the past few years, because this is not fake basketball. This is not the COVID season. This is real basketball. People who are poo pooing on the win streak, tell them go fuck themselves, and tell that, and you can say state said. Because if I'm not fucking on here bitching and complaining about anything, nobody has the right to do so. This shit is sustainable. We winning with kids. You're playing kids around Randall. And, you're, and, and this is the biggest thing. You're maximizing Randall, RJ, and Brunson's talent right now by playing them with all the kids. Because now it forces Randall, okay, Randall, you want the ball in your hands? Now we're putting lineups around you, which makes sense for you to have the ball in your hands. Right? This shit makes sense right now. That's what I like to see, man. And they got to keep this shit up, man. This is one of the, the – the, this. it's a great time to be a Knicks fan right now. Um, A lot of narratives is dying. 
Um, a lot of narratives as far as Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes. Um, should the Knicks win this year? Should the Knicks tank? Um, is Tibbs a good coach? Will Tibbs adjust? Is Tibbs adjust? A lot of these narratives is dying right now. So now it's just a matter of who will admit if they was wrong, who will admit, oh, they was right, wrong. Who's going to say, okay, I understand I said this. I should have never said this by accident. Oh, I should have never said. We're going to see. We're going to see who has integrity. We're going to see who has goal. And we're going to see who's staying on their shit. Because if I'm still seeing people complain, imagine if we get to a 10-game win streak and somebody's still saying, Oh, RJ Barrett's a butt. It, like, come on, dude. Come on, dude. Go get a fucking life, man. Go sit down. Go smoke some weed. Go and go enjoy life, man. You is too fucking miserable. I'm a miserable ass Nick fan, but you it, it it don't get more miserable than me, man. Come on now. You got 50 year old Nick fans who ain't never seen a championship. They jolly as a motherfucker. You gotta love something. God damn. But you know. Yeah, my rant done. Jack, what's up, man? Talk to me, yo. You been out here for now. Yo, what's funny up, thing bro? is, how you doing? RJ could literally put up mm-hmm. ten straight games in the ten game win streak. He could put up like twenty five points a game and get to like twenty one points a game total this season. And motherfuckers be still hanging on him. But this is a weird thought that I recently had. What if we get the sixteenth, twentieth pick and say the Wizards get in the lottery, so we don't get their pick? What is going to happen? Do you think we'll get another wing and just run a 10-man? Or do you think we'll trade, like, 16 and 19 and, like, deuce for, like, the 7th or 6th pick? For me personally, I think you make both picks. It depends on it depends on how the season ends, right? Let's say if the season continues on – yo, shout-out to Obi Moose, man. I can't wait till Obi comes back, brother. But let's say if, we need to right now. that's a fact. So let's say if the Knicks keep winning, right? And yeah. they go into the playoffs and let's say the kids show up, but we still lose in the first round. Me personally, I'm drafting two kids and I'm bringing them on board. I don't I don't see Derrick Rose not in the rotation. Evan Fournier is gone. Yeah, but say we bring in two kids, we're already playing like all the kids because OB – is in the rotation with Deuce and quickly and you say Jericho instead of Hardenstein or one of them. And then you have Brunson, who's never going to get out of the rotation, obviously. He's playing like an all-star. Randall will probably be on the team next year. RJ, yeah, he's not getting out of the starting lineup. And Mitch, so how is that going to work? Oh, nah. Are we going to like run like a dumb 11 Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. They, they both go to G League. I'm drafting two 19-year-olds, and they both go to G League. That's it. Agre- yeah, yeah, that's why I'm at with it. I, I feel like there's no rush for that because we gotta. We basically right now is establishing the young core, so there should be no rush for the Knicks to make any moves on trading out of the draft or trade. Because you, you also gotta think about this: Jack. Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly is due for contract extensions this offseason. We know Reddish is gone, so yeah. you gotta keep in mind about those two as well. Word. People go to the G League, but like Pascal Siakam, he was in the G League the whole season. I think Fred Van Fleet, the boy in the G League the whole first year. 
Exactly. Pascal Siakam was like the 21st pick, and Fred VanVleet, I think, was also like a late first-round pick, and they didn't get rotational minutes. So instead of just setting them down, they just got minutes from the G League. But it's low-key smart to say if we're shitting the bed next season mm-hmm. after we make the first round, we're shitting the bed. I- and then mm-hmm. say we actually trade a lot of people besides like RJ and Brunson and trade all – like, trade, like, Randall, like, next year if we somehow shit the bed, which I hope you don't. But, say, we trade Randall and, well, obviously, Harnstein will probably not be in the rotation at that point unless Tibbs still loves Harnstein next season. And, say, we do that, and then we have Jericho Sims in the rotation. We bring in Obi in the starting lineup. Hope one of our wings is low-key, like, 6'8", 6'9", who could play the four and the three, like a Mil- Bobby Miller or Jace or J.C. Walker, and then we could have the other guy get in the rotation, whoever our other wing is, because I'm guessing we'll draft, like, two wings, a smaller wing, like a Quentin Grimes height type thing, and a bigger wing, like a Julius Randle height, Obi height type thing. Yeah, just in case mm -hmm. um, Obi doesn't sign an extension, even if we do go off. So, 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 so this, how can I go out there? I agree with you. But then I'm going to go another route. I would prefer the Knicks to just draft me one one young wing, right, and trade the other first-round pick and go get me a guy like Jaden McDaniels. Um, go, I, I just want another tall wing. Oh, I'll take that. But the thing is, how would the rotation work? Like, say the other young wings in the G League, mm-hmm. will we just run a 10-man, like a tall 10-man? Like, not a super tall one, but yeah. You or- might have- you might. Yeah, I don't. I don't tips like no ten man. It seems like he hates ten man. Yeah. I mean, well, it depends. I seen him run ten man for Chicago. He was running ten man beginning here, right? Beginning of the year, but he, that shit was that shit was fucking with his brain. It seemed like running the ten man. He's like, I gotta get it. Down. Ten I man gotta wasn't get it working down. at all with this team. It wasn't working. But you gotta understand, like the ten man he was trying to run, he had Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose in that rotation. So it's, it, it, it's not like it can't work. I just feel like it, it can work. Uh, it just depends I on the players. Yeah, I just think it depends on the players that you're deploying out there on the court. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of wing. Just me personally, I see a lot of wings from 15 to 25 that I would love the Knicks for the Knicks to draft. But I see also a wing like Jaden McDaniels. Um, I see a bunch of wings that I could get, that I could trade. I would gladly trade a late first in that draft for. Uh, I, and also low-key, I think that one of the biggest things that nobody's really talking about, and it's really low-key, low-key, and I don't like to bring this up a lot, but I bring it up now just for the sake of conversation. There's a young man that plays for the Charlotte Hornets that was in a bad situation. Right, with his wife, and he's in court right now. PJ motherfucking Washington. No, not even PJ Washington. He's talking about Bridges. I'm talking about Miles Bridges, right? Oh no, Miles Bridges ain't even like on the team anymore. No, no, he's he's not. Nah, he's not going back to that team. No, that can't. No, you can't bring him over. You can't bring him to New York City, right? What I'm saying is, right? No, no, no. Hold on, no. He just hit me out. If he does everything he's supposed to do, um, go to I think he got to go to like a women um 
He got to do women's seminars or some shit. He got to write a public apology. You know, mad shit. He got to reform himself. Uh, I seen the Knicks traded for Latrell Sprewell back in the day, right? And Latrell Sprewell was a head case. He was choking coaches. He was punching ninjas in the locker room. He, he, he All this type of shit. And Dip, you know from experience. We all know what Jason Kidd did. I'm not going to say what he did on this Twitter spaces right now. But we all know what he did. He's a head coach right now. Right, with all due respect. So if, if regardless of Miles, regardless of what he did off the court, that's cool. That's his business. He need to go to jail. He didn't go to jail. He need to do something to reform that woman. He needs a public apology to her. He gets no excuses for that. With that said, if we could get him for the law, go get him for the law. If we, that's all I'm saying. If we could go get him for the law, because he's not returning back to Charlotte. He's not going back to the Hornets. They're not going to take that that blowback. Also, but if this I watch- state, I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but no one realized. I know he did a lot of fucked up shit, but no one realized how good Miles Bridges really was when he played. Yeah. No, he he was really good, and it's all about trying to acquire talent for the love. It, 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 I'm I'm looking at that guy. As long as his his one troubles, as long as he get that shit situated, he has to get that shit situated. Cause you know the New York media gonna ask about that shit all the time, and they're gonna repeatedly ask him. So as long as he's sincere about his situation, I have no problem with that. Everybody um deserves uh, a second chance, man. I seen Jason Kidd once again, young, young, like Jack. Jason Kidd literally had abuse. Um, I think it was abuse on him. From women, bro. From his wife, matter of fact, right. And he was still in the league, and he was suspended or whatever. He went to counseling. He 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 spoke on it. Uh, he redeemed himself. He went to various interviews, and now he's a head fucking coach in the NBA. And he, and this is not his first coaching job. Didn't Ray Lewis also like this? Is about something something about the NFL, but didn't Ray Lewis kill someone while he's in the NFL? <laughs> and let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you know about that, brother. So, so it's, it's not like it, it's not like motherfuckers ain't never do nothing bad. It's just, you know, I, I'm just looking at all the options. I'm not trying to spread myself thin, man. But um, Nick J, man, what's up, man? I'm, t- I'm tired of fucking talking. No, nah, you I'm, good, you good. You know, I'm listening. But I was I was gonna say when um when y'all was talking about draft options and certain things, I think what I see if if if, if it's gonna happen the way, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm big. Team Cam, when Cam came here, I will tell you, um, I didn't like the way the whole thing is happening. Now, I kind of, at this point, I'm able to live with it. You know what I'm saying? It hurts me still, but I'm a Knicks fan before a Cam fan. And I think I was I was a Knicks fan when Cam was in diapers. You know what I'm saying? When I was in diapers. So, so with that being said, I just feel like um, we was talking about the draft and certain options. I think um, if we gonna if we hold on to certain things, I think um, we're gonna we're gonna draft late, man. We're gonna draft late. We're gonna draft that Dallas pick. I don't see us trading up. Me me seeing CAA or me seeing like Walt Perrin, that dude is over here really scouting deep into that draft. You see how we got Jericho Sims? Jericho Sims was on nobody's board. You know what I'm saying? Like I just feel like. What our team is gonna do, we're gonna get pieces that's gonna sit for a year. And I and I ain't gonna lie, that's what that's what the Spurs used to do. If we able to sit the kids for a year and they could develop, 
That's a exactly. plus, low key. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. That's really yep. that's not a bad thing. Like you know, I think a lot of people are so ready for kids mm-hmm. to come in and make impacts, but that's that's good. You know what I'm saying? So we can't we can't ever shade that. And I said something in the space uh, like a couple days ago. It wasn't your space, but I was saying I think that this team. I love this team right now. We playing hard as shit. I like the identity of the team. It's, it's grit. It's like, yo, we playing with grit. We we smoking dudes off the court. Like, you shouldn't That's be on the action. court with us. You know what I'm saying? And But what I will say is, I think that could take you oh so far. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I think this team will eventually cap out on how far we could go. If that's the second round, whatever whatever the case may be, I think it's going to be a two-year process. They're going to run this back with this team. This team right now, the way we're playing – if we do what we – if we win that first round in the in the playoffs, like I think we could because who knows what we're going to play right now. The way we're playing, we might be a five seed, a four seed. I, I don't see us playing. We're going to play a matchup that's – I don't know. What's, what's Cleveland, four seed right now? Yo, yeah, so so – We could me, beat Cleveland let's, let's in the playoffs. playoffs. You know let's, what I'm saying? Yeah, so let's stay, let's stick with the playoffs real quick. I like, I like how you just brought that up. The team I want to play, and I hear it – Background, salute the young one. The the, the team I want to play, and <laughs> I want to play Philly. I want Philly. I want Philly because Philly is the easiest to get. I don't trust James Harden. I literally watched James Harden. Yo, Dick, word two, bro. I watched James Harden and Cal Crib go. I think he went one for eleven, and he had thirteen turnovers, bro. And I lost a hundred dollars, bro. And I think it was James Harden versus the Spurs. Never the fuck again, bro. Never again. Whenever a player is shit to bed in the playoffs, you know they'll do it again. They're not James, made in the playoffs. James Who? Harden is no. known to shit the bed in the playoffs. He shit at the bed. Yo, that shit he pulled against the Spurs a couple of years ago with no Kawhi when Kawhi was hurt made me lose all respect for him. Let's go to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Listen, man, no disrespect to Joel Embiid. I'm Ghanaian. I'm African, just like him. He's one of the softest Africans I've ever seen, man. The man shot out a fucking playoff game because he had the fucking bubble guts, man. I don't want to hear about Joel Embiid. Yo, remember the, the playoff series versus the Raptors? Oh, he's he sat out four. Word. I remember that. Ever since he sat out that game, I said, nigga, hella hot water. Kobe Bryant got the bubble guts. He'll take a shit during a timeout and come back in the game like a dog. I don't want to hear about fucking Joel. Yo, Kevin Looney was locking him up last night. I think that was last night. Looney was locking him up. I was like, oh, no, Joel, no. Don't don't tell me. Well, bitch. He was injured for the first two years. If he was on the Knicks and he was the Knicks draft, he would have been traded after his first season. (laughs) Plus... <laughs> Mr. Robinson Jericho got his ass, bro. Last year when Jericho played against him, when we lost that game, when Jericho got his little minutes, Jericho was clamping him, bro. So, right, that's a team that can choke in the playoffs, though. That's the one team, the that's IN team, that can choke, you know, because they, they rely on They're going to need Maxi in the playoffs. That's a fact. But, yo, yo, we're shaking, bro. Nah, that's a fact. That's the reason why I said, like, though. Philly is the team I want first round. That's the team I want. I don't want the Bucks. I, I don't want Miami. No Bucks. No Celtics. I don't want none of that. I'm good on them. I'm good on them. I don't want the Cavs. I don't want that. I really don't. To be honest, I don't, I don't want that I, either. I don't, I don't, you know why? I would like. I don't want the Cavs. I'm thinking about the Hawks, though. 
listen. Trey Young going to the NYC. We all fucking hate the man. And Trey Young could also become a choker here. So hope he could start him getting owned in this series. Like, we know how Reggie Miller origin story. He beat us. Bullshit. Bullshit. But Reggie Miller lost to us a couple times. So hope it's like the Reggie Miller story where we beat him most of the times in playoff series and hope that's the only time he beats us in a playoff series. That's facts. <laughs> that's facts. I, I don't. I, you know, I don't want to see them either, though. To be honest, I don't want to see Trey Young. I don't know. I just, I just, I vividly remember Trey Young going off, and I vividly remember them boys having the game plan for Julius Randle. Say that again. I still remember Trey Young going off, and I remember the game plan they had for Julius Randle that had the whole team rattled. They were doubling Julius Randle in a slick way. Yeah, this team, um, COVID team, though, if we being honest, like, this this roster construction yeah, in terms of yeah, yeah. Bullock, Bullock couldn't put the floor with the ball on the court. We don't got no player that plays guard at this point that can't put the ball on the court. I feel like that team, like, I heard somebody have a take like that, and I, and I told them, I just feel like this team, you can't really compare it. Like, I think you can't hey, double, you can't double Julius now. We don't got no Alfred. Jalen's going to give you 25 double Julius. We're going to get a quick 25 easy with Brunson. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like this team, we way more scary than that COVID team. And that, that was what we was with the fourth seed. Yeah, and we didn't have Mitchell Robinson too. And that hurt a lot because Nerlin Noel can't catch the ball. No, that hurt us in the playoffs. I don't think that hurt yeah, us. That's what I'm talking about. No, in the playoffs, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Hawks series in general. Yeah, yeah, we definitely that series right there told showed me Mitchell Robinson's work. Cause I'm looking at Nerlens Noel, and I'm like, yo, bro, you is getting dogged right now by this guy, Clint Capella. Capella ate him up. Capella ate him up. They, there were times he was open for lobs, he dropped a lob. There was time he opened bounce pass, he dropped the bounce pass. They were like, oh, so we don't got to guard Capella, we don't got to guard Peyton. Oh, it's lit. It was having a good time. Yeah, that that was real tough, man. Yo, Brandon, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Yo, I'm yourself. What's, what's up? What's, what's up, mind? man? What's up? No, I was just gonna talk about the Mitchell Robinson thing that you guys talked about earlier. I've been a big, I've been a big fan of this guy since he was on our team, man. Like, I was, I was pretty happy because he was actually projected to go a lot higher than he went. Uh, it was actually just because he didn't go to college that they put him down. I think he came out in the second round. But, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you can just go and uh, get somebody like him in the draft. But the thing is, we got him in the draft. And then think about, like, for the past few years, you know, he, he had rookie mistakes, some sophomore mistakes where he was fouling too much or he kind of made some, like, boneheaded moves or whatever. But now he's finally, like, more refined. Like, we got a guy who gets us. Sometimes I'm shocked that – I look at his rebound numbers. I'm like, he definitely had more than that. Like, I, sometimes I'm looking, I'm like, I feel like they didn't catch all the rebounds he got or something. But – you know, it is what it is, but, yeah, that, I think Mitchell Robinson is so underrated for this team. And and the, the other thing I was just going to say is when it comes to the playoffs, listen, I don't expect mm-hmm. us to go up against Boston or the Nets even because they got KD or, you know, uh, or the Bucks with Giannis. Like, I don't expect us to beat them. But other teams, bro, like, we have Jalen Brunson this year. Like, I think it's so underrated how good this yep. man is, like, with with him in Dallas, bro, they made the Western Conference Finals. 
Now, what are they, 10 seed? Like, they can't even, like, Luka has no help out there. If he had Jalen Brunson again, bro, they, they'd probably be, like, a top five seed right now. So, yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah man, I like it. And the reason why I keep bringing up Philly is because Philly is a team that, let, let's say if we get Philly first round, let's say if we beat Philly, now you got all the momentum. So any team you'll, you'll play in the second round, they're like, oh, man, it's, it's the Knicks, man. I don't know if we're going – because that's not going to be a, that's not going to be an easy series. Like, they're not coming to New York. You're not going to just walk in New York and quickly Grimes and those boys just going to allow you to do what the fuck you're going to do on the court. So it, it's a way you see for me. Um, but I love what I'm saying. Hey, and, you know what? I can tear this team a little bit. To that Mark Gasol, Zebo, Mike Conley, that tough ass Memphis team defensively. That's how that's what this team is reminding me of right now. Like the way that team, I feel like that team wasn't always more talented than people. They was like the number three C one year. And that was just off the of running dudes off the court. That's off of like, yo, you better come here ready to play tonight, or you're gonna look stupid. You know what I'm saying? And I like that, like I feel like the way you talking about the Sixers, I think that is a team that could not match our intensity level and get run off that court. You know what I'm saying? The same way you said about James, I, I feel like that is a good matchup talking about it because uh, you're going to have to be a tough team to beat us. That, no, that's a fact. I think Philly is the person. I think Philly, Philly is the team that – Philly is the team that – for sure, for sure, I think we could beat, man. And I think that if we was to get them first round, <laughs> I re- it's so I'm so confident about beating Philly that I made a bet with one of my coworkers um, at the beginning of the season, and the bet was that I think Philly will lose first round regardless of who they play. But I'm gonna triple that bet if they do play the Knicks in the first round. A- absolutely, I'm tripling that bet. That's a fact because Philly gonna lose. They gonna lose in six. I already know how that series is going to go. Because James Harden, he's going to do some bullshit. He's going to play. He's going to do the fake play hard shit. Games one and games two. And B, his fat ass going to slow down by the time it's like game five. Because Mitchell Robinson and those boys are going to wear him down. Like, little little, little shit like that. Like And Tyrese Maxey, I'm not really too concerned with Tyrese Maxey. He's going to have Jalen Brunson on. And Jalen Brunson ain't no fucking walk in the park, so... I, yeah, I mean, man, shit. So quickly in the fourth quarter, probably. We got. So they played together. We got, much, we got three much people to throw on that kid. We got three much people to throw on him. Not even too much. We got three Word. much. Word. That's that. But that's why I said. That's why I said I need the Knicks to go get me one more wing. They they gotta go get me a one one exactly. more. Exactly. And lately, Harden's been injured all the time, bro. Like he he could easily get injured in that playoff. It's the series. sad thing we got him. It's just going to – so, I mean, I'm thinking in the Cam Reddish trade that's about to happen, they, maybe they get somebody back like a Jalen McDaniels that you're talking Listen, about. Maybe, maybe they get that person back in this trade. The two or maybe the trade are... don't happen. Wow. So, you would – nah, I think a trade will happen because now you, you – that's bad business, bro. You don't do good business like that. That's bad business. Thank you, man. That's it is bad, bad business. business. The whole the whole Cam Reddish is bad business. To trade him for the first round pick and actually never play him and not get a first round pick back. That's 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 hustling backwards literally. I was yeah. I was gonna Go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say this. The two teams I really don't want to play in the playoffs if we do have to play the playoffs are number one, the Bucks. I do not want to fucking see them because Giannis will drop 70 against us because it's the Knicks. And um, I don't want to see the Nets in the playoffs. How they've been playing right now, they've been playing like a top three team in basketball, and they aren't even fully healthy. They aren't. Patty Mills is out, who's a good contributor to their team. And Joe Harris is getting his feet wet, which we know he's a sniper, and we know what he did in 2021. Right. TJ Warren's nice. He's also getting his feet wet. We have no but, answer for you know KD. Ben Simmons could facilitate the ball. Ben Simmons, if they run technically small, <laughs> Ben Simmons is the center. And plus, Yo, spot look on, at Katie and Kyrie. Look at Katie and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie's a 30, could drop 30 on her fucking head. Katie could drop 40 on her fucking head. I know it's a New York, New York, well, New York, New Jersey, because Nets have more fucking fans in Jersey. They'll always be a New Jersey team. Um, <laughs> the thing is, the Nets are the team that, one of the two teams I absolutely don't want to play with. I'll be upset that we play the Celtics, but I'm not scared of the Celtics. I'm not. The only two teams I'm really scared of are the Nets and the Bucks. RJ is going to guard Tatum if we play the Celtics. Grimes is going to guard Jalen Brown. And who else do they really have as a crazy score in their offense? Nobody else. They have good role players. Yeah, but we're not, really we, we, we not going to beat the Celtics either. This, this yeah, year, maybe yeah, the Celtics. Nah. <laughs> I, think I, like, I like that you're hopeful, but I don't think that's happening, bro. <laughs> I think there's a better chance we beat the Celtics than we beat the Nets or the Bucks in the season, would, even I though think, we don't beat the Celtics. I think Celtics, it would be yeah. demoralizing for us to play the Nets in the first round. Yeah, the Celtics, it's, we it's don't like want to lose fucking, them. The niggas is young, but, but it's like the sixth, seventh year in the playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah, it's they're comfortable. The Celtics literally if is like, like they're literally waiting to break through. Like they, they remind me of um, like the old, like the 2010 Dallas Mavs, where like they needed another piece. They they kept getting their ass kicked. They kept getting their ass kicked. They kept getting their ass kicked. And then that one season, they just break through. I think this is the season for the Celtics. And it would be sad, man, because now that would be two Celtic championships I've witnessed in my lifetime. That is disgusting. Why the fucking Knicks still want to fucking build with Julius Randle and this bullshit? Like, no shade on Randle. Let me not even shade Randle. Because I was talking positive about it today. Let me not get negative about Randle. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I, I think the Celtics would, yeah. would sweep us, personally. We don't have enough wings for them. At all. It's a lot. Not gonna it's lie. I think this year, uh-huh. I don't think nobody's – maybe I wouldn't say nobody, but the, if we play the way we playing, we really just playing tough. Like, people aren't matching our intensity. And I feel like you could win one game out of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't go sweep. Yeah, I, I, respect, I respect that, though. A gentleman's sweep, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Give us a little more credit. <laughs> Give us a gentleman's sweep on that. Yeah, 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 take one. Take one for pride. No, no I think, no, because they got too many wings. If you don't, if, if we have more wings, then yeah, but I think they got too many wings, man. I don't want to deal with that, man. Not right now. No, I think you're right about the. We got to get that fifth seed, and I already could see the Philly getting that fourth seed, man. That would be the perfect matchup. You damn right. Out of all the top four teams, Philly, um, the Nets, Celtics, and the Bucks, that's the matchup. All right. Well. <laughs> all right, y'all. So let me let me um let me end this right here, man. I've been on here. Shot for like two hours, uh, not working, talking Knicks basketball. 
I appreciate y'all. Um, we're going to fin- we're going to finish this convo either later on or we're going to finish this tomorrow after the next play. For sure, for sure. I appreciate y'all tuning in with me though. I'm going to definitely have the audio out for this later on tonight. So look out for that. And um Dip, Brandon, Jack, Jay, Rayology, all you guys, man. Appreciate all you top bigger. IQ. Um, I seen Obi Obi Moose pulled up in real quick. Yo, Brandon, man, you gotta pull up some more, more many more times, man. Jay White, Maddie, Rue, I see you, Impasse, Papa G, Andreas, Nick. I see all of y'all, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I'm out of here. It's your boy State. Um, go follow Nick Spaces and salute to the Knicks, man. Let's go get seven straight. <laughs>